Hello and welcome to the Movie Lab, the podcast where we talk about films and games and all good things that we love. My name's Michael and sitting opposite me, back in the chair, is Damien. Hello, Damien. Hello, I'm Damien. <laughs> Damo bot. That's yeah. what um, How have you been? I've been alright, how have you been? Yeah, I've been good. Uh, we, yeah. we didn't have you last time. I was no. going to say last week, but it was actually a couple of weeks ago that we mm. recorded. We've been trying to do another episode for about three years now it seems yeah well, <laughs> we finally got around to it well it's just one of us wasn't available and i've been doing all these renovations lately so you know we usually yeah. get together on a sunday night and i've just been so knackered at the end of a yeah it's just been a series of unfortunate events yeah yeah it has like the book series exactly did you ever read that series i don't think i did i think i seem to remember reading the first book but I don't think I picked it up from there. There were a couple of movies. I think there's a movie and a TV series. I think right? there was a movie and I think there was a Netflix adaptation recently. Okay. Like fairly recently. Okay. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how we got on to that. Well. So, okay. <laughs> so, there have been a few films that have come out since we did our last show. Yes. I've seen two of the new releases. I don't think you've really seen anything, have you? No. Okay, all right. But you've seen a bit of anime recently. Yes, that's been my main focus. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. But just right off the top, the the two new releases that I've seen that are pretty big, big name films are Shazam and Pet Cemetery. Now, I saw, I saw Shazam a couple of weeks ago. I saw it the night it came out, actually. New DC film. New DC film, yeah. So just before I get into that... Um, Let's just do a quick little summary of the DC films up to this point. So we've got... It started with Man of Steel back in, I think, 2013. That was a long time oh, ago. Yeah. Um, a film that I liked. It was a yeah, bit of a darker, grittier take on Superman. Something that I appreciated. Um, and I liked Henry Cavill and I thought the action in it was great. I, I, I remember enjoying that film. I think most of the criticism of it, though, because I, I think it's a bit 50-50 with most people... Um, is that the, a lot of the things that made Superman a good character in the comic books, like that, just that, uh, uh, just that goodness in him, or, or just playing the just the, the typical hero. I don't know what I'm saying, but he um, wasn't really wasn't really evident in that in yeah. Man of Steel. I get yeah, there was yeah. I mean, I don't think a lot of the criticisms were really invalid for it, but like. Yeah, I can see why a lot of people wouldn't have liked that film very much, even though I did. Like, it does have some pretty glaring issues. It had some pacing issues, but apart from that, I I actually thought it was quite yeah. good. I think you just kind of have to accept, like, the kind of take they're doing on Superman. Because mm. then, once you get past that, I think it's fairly solid. Yeah. Then there was Batman Superman, a film that was pretty widely criticised, although I liked it quite a bit. It's a very flawed film. Uh, definitely has a lot of pacing issues. It's, it's one of the messiest films I've ever seen. Um, one of the messiest superhero films I've seen. It's all over the place. It feels like it um, just got smashed in the editing room. So, yeah, but I mean, that that's really, I think, where DC and Warner Brothers copped most of their criticism, though. Um, I would say so. Probably because it was also... I th- does that make, was that their most successful film financially? Uh, maybe, I'm not sure. I would probably assume so. It certainly had a big opening weekend. I it remember did, that. Yeah. But this is where people started to jump off the DC. Yeah. Universe. Or if they didn't drop off there, they definitely <laughs> dropped off with Suicide Squad, which was the next installment. Uh, this is the first one where I really... I uh, I wouldn't say I jumped off, but I definitely was not a fan of um, of Suicide Squad. I, th- I thought I found it to be... When did it come out? 2016? I thought yes. I thought it was the second worst film I saw that year. The, the, the worst <laughs> being Zoolander 2. 
Oh, that's uh, right. That, or, I'll tell you what, that's a bad film. Uh, no, that was a that was an awful film. That, that again, just messy. It's it, it felt like like there were about several different ideas that were all competing. Uh, it's really horribly dark and shadowy. Um, so that made it a lot. Di- that made it quite difficult to follow a lot of the action. It's just a really, really poor film. Yeah, I think opinion. there's a lot of things you can say about that, and I think only a th- like one of them would be positive. There's a now, there was going to be a sequel directed by James Gunn. Now I'm yeah. hearing that it's actually just a reboot. <laughs> this is such a mess. So it was going to be a sequel. Yeah, and then I think Will Smith left. Yeah, and then did. I think they were going to replace him with um, the guy from Luther. Yeah, I forgot his name. Uh, I I just something like I just that. Elba. That's yeah. it. Yeah, um, and then I think now they're just rebooting the whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's just like just forget man. about that first film. <laughs> oh, th- I'm okay with that because yeah. that film was awful. <laughs> um, you know, I thought uh, Harley Quinn played oh, by yeah, that was... what's her name, Australian uh, Margot, actress Margot, Margot Robbie. Robbie. Pretty, I mean, she wasn't great, but she was okay. Like, like okay, you can she's probably the best there. character in the film. Probably uh, Jared Leto's Joker. You know, I wanted to like him, but really now, when I think back on it, that was a really bad performance. <laughs> it was all the zaniness of the Joker without any of the uh, presence, and or, it was just like cranked up to eleven too, and the zaniness oh, like. cranked up to about twenty five. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, and he looked like. Look, I don't mind Jared Leto, but. As a Joker, he kind of looked like a little kid dressed up. Yeah, you know? it's like he's so there's a lot of angle, angles you can like take with the Joker, and I don't know what his was meant to be. Like it was part crime boss, but also part delusional psychopath, and just it just jo- didn't work. The Joker's not like a, a really physically imposing character; he never has been. But Jared Leto looked like a little boy. <laughs> he looked like a little boy in disguise. That's what he looked like. He got him. into his father's wardrobe. He, he's just so much shorter and skinnier than everyone around him. It's it's a bit difficult to take him seriously. So, yeah, uh, I wasn't a big fan of him. Anyway, uh, next up was Wonder Woman, and this is where they sort of, ch- I think, where DC really. Uh, changed their direction and started going for more laughs and less of the dark grittiness and more for the... Uh, they started focusing more on the human element of their stories, um, which yeah. I think was probably a good thing. Uh, I, I I thought Wonder Woman was pretty good. I still I, haven't seen it. Yeah, I for me, it was a, a little overrated. It was a good B-plus kind of film. Like, the first two acts were... Great, and I, I just remember the third act really dragged out and kind of ruined the movie for me. But uh, look, overall, it was it was a fairly good film. I I've, like, heard, I've heard that pretty similar thing. Is that the third act was pretty? Yeah, uh, one. I, I, you know, I'm not as um, I'm not as taken by Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot. I'm still not exactly sure how to say that. Uh, I think that she's fine in the role, but the one one big complaint that. I've heard a lot and I actually kind of agree with all that. I didn't think about it at the time um, was that she doesn't really look like a superhero in as much as she doesn't have a big, like you think of like Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill and how much they had to train and get their bodies looking in like just mm-hmm. in total tip top shape. And you know, Hugh Jackman with Wolverine. Wonder Woman had none of that. She just looks like a, a regular woman. Like there's nothing like you don't see any, like she should have bulging muscles. Like she's supposed yeah. to be an Amazonian. Like I think like, she didn't really look the part to me. I, I and mean, that's not Gal Gadot's fault, but uh, I've um, never really I thought about. I've never really thought about Wonder Woman as being particularly muscly. Although I do think that'd be good because you don't tend to see a lot of muscly women on film. No, you don't. Uh, yeah, 
Probably, I can think of a few reasons why. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would have preferred that. Maybe they, maybe they'll improve that in the next one. Maybe, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, jeez, oh, we need to punch through this segment. It's getting a bit tired. I'm getting bored um. of this already. Um, <laughs> then the next one was Justice League, which I thought oh. was very, very. Um, I was going to say okay, but no, it was a little bit worse than okay. Yeah. It was quite. A, it was again a, a pretty messy film, um, tonally all over the place. It did have two directors. Um, I, I wasn't a big fan of that movie at all. I, I've really forgotten most of it, and I think I don't think it would have been much better with on. one director. Maybe yeah. it'd have a bit more of a focused vision, but I don't well, think it'd be a much better film. It's just weird to think like Ben Affleck's not Batman anymore. Henry Cavill's not Superman anymore. The guy who plays the Flash yeah. apparently may not return as the Flash. I think he, there's a good chance he won't be in it. Um, I feel like that film is just going to be forgotten, and and I feel like Warner Brothers are going to make you forget about yeah. it. <laughs> it's going to act like it didn't happen. Uh, yeah, that was a pretty. Uh, I just remember it had one of the worst CGI bland villains of all time in Steppenwolf. Oh yeah, that's his name. That was I all. His he, name. Compare him to Thanos. Oh, compare yeah. him to Thanos. It or like absolutely uh, maybe more like, or compared to like Loki. From the first Avengers, oh, comparing like, to yeah. pretty much anyone, and he's he, he comes up second best. He's shocking. Anyway, okay, um, and then then Aquaman. Have you seen Aquaman? Uh, no, I have not. I quite liked Aquaman. Um, really nice, a good fun superhero movie. I think one of the better ones of the last couple of years, to be honest. So I, I liked Aquaman a lot. And and now we've got Shazam. Shazam, which I saw the other night. I think Shazam. I, look, I didn't think much of it. I thought it was a little disposable, but. I think it's one of those films that it, what probably I, was, I wasn't really the, the target audience. It, it seemed to me to be um, aimed at, at younger kids. Uh, well, Shazam, the character, is, is a kid. He's yeah. turned into an adult via his superpowers by saying Shazam. And um, it got it really felt like it throughout the film. Like they really played up the fact that he was a kid, and there was a lot of comedy in it. I didn't think it was particularly funny, but it, it really was more of a. a Probably, I'd say, a kid-friendly Deadpool, if that makes sense. Like, okay. a comedy first, a superhero movie second, in my opinion. Okay, I yeah. get what you mean. So, uh, I thought the film was okay, but a little bland and disposable for me. It had another problem with a really drawn-out third act. The Gosh, the villain in it was pretty boring, uh, played by the guy from Grimsby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's in better movies than that, but that's the only thing I can think of right now. And I, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty boring villain. I don't know many Shazam villains. Maybe no. he was the best one. I feel like I know who was the villain. I actually don't know. I can't remember his name. Okay, well, yeah, there you go. He was, pretty, he was pretty bad. So, yeah, look, I I wouldn't recommend it, but hey, it's getting pretty good reviews. It's got about 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. So well, there you go. There's that. Gosh, that was long-winded, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> just like most DC films. <laughs> yeah, are you going to see Shazam? Probably not. I'm really just... Not excited about many DC films. Although I'm not excited, super super excited about superhero films in general. Well, I didn't like Captain Marvel very much, and I whilst I loved uh, the last Avengers, and I'm excited for the next Avengers. The what was the film? What was the other Marvel film that came out? Black Panther. I didn't really that, like that very much. Yeah, and then what was before Ant Man too. Yeah, that was. Oh, tell you what, like apart from Avengers and I'd say Aquaman, I haven't really been enjoying many superhero films yeah. late. So it's not DC get it wrong and, and Marvel know what they're doing. Like no, I think that's shifted. I think um, well, I would say for DC's got a lot more wrong than they've gotten right. Uh, yeah, they have, but I think they seem to have. 
I don't know, I wouldn't say course corrected because I actually liked the direction they were going in initially, but they seem to be all... The, the last few films I've seen, Aquaman and Shazam and, and Wonder Woman were... Uh, I know there was Justice League in the midst of that, but they, they all seem to be films that weren't... One of the problems that Man of Steel, well, really Batman and Superman and Justice League and Suicide Squad all had is it just seemed like there were about 15 competing ideas and mm. two, way too many characters. And, and it just seemed like they were trying to bite off way more than they could chew. And that was probably the biggest complaint I, about, I had about all three of those films. But Wonder Woman, Aquaman and Shazam have all been good contained movies that uh, seem to be a bit more... Um, coherent than the other ones. Yeah, so I guess I'd, a lot of that would probably be because they're all kind of moving away from the, you know, Sh- Zack Schneider's. I don't know how to pronounce that properly. His like kind of vision of it. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. kind of ideas and how because he wants it all to be very kind of dark and edgy. I guess. Yeah, and Suicide Squad and Justice League were kind of trapped in the middle of that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like I feel like a lot of the advertising for Suicide Squad made it look like it'd be really kind of bright and fun film. Well, it was, there was a lot of comedy in it. It just wasn't funny. And yeah. It was in horrible. But it was also very the rest dark. Of the film. Like actually dark, not like morally. Because they went back and reshot a lot of the scenes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but that not the case with Shazam or Aquaman. They knew what they were doing, and they they were confident in the direction they were going in right from the beginning. And it feels more coherent. So, uh, I, you know, people. St- I, I I think people bad mouthing DC now um, are kind of living in 2016. Yeah. Like, oh, it does seem times. like those like, comments they're, have they're stopped. Making a lot. good films now that yeah. most people like. So, um, and and they've settled on their direction. So, as far as I'm concerned, like DC are on board now. Okay. But Marvel, um, yeah, I haven't really liked their last few films. Having said that, very excited for uh, Endgame. Endgame. Yeah, yeah. I keep going calling Infinity Wars too, but Endgame. Have you seen the trailers for it? Yes. Yeah, it looked pretty good. And it's it's out in like two weeks. Yeah, or something like that. It, it came. It, it felt like a very short time between them. Who's gonna die, Damien? Um, I, please don't kill Captain America. I know they will. <laughs> He's the best one. I'll take the safe bet. I'll go Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> I I think they I think they'll definitely kill off um, Tony Stark. That yeah. seems Iron Man. That seems like they'll definitely do that. But. Um, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw. I to me, Captain America and um, uh, Iron Man make the most sense, just for reasons actually outside of the films altogether. I know that um, what's the guy Chris Evans, the Chris guy who Evans, plays Captain yeah. America. For ages, he I keep hearing things about him talking about how he wants to get out of acting. He wants to be a director, so that might play into this and the other thing is Robert Downey Jr. and his massive massive contract do you know how much he gets how much of a cut he gets for every film that he's in doesn't he get a percentage of 20% 20% of all the um, residuals uh, or just the box office I don't know, but even if it was just the box office, 20% yeah. of the box office earnings for Infinity Wars went straight to Robert Downey Jr. That's insane. <laughs> How much money are they losing through this man? Whoever, so, wrote, <laughs> whoever wrote that first contract. Well, I guess they just didn't know how big it was going to be. I, I guess they must have um, really wanted him on board. I guess, but now I think it's big enough to survive without him. So Probably. I've got a feeling they'd be happy to cut him and... Um, and uh, Chris Evans looks like he, he wants out himself. So, um, just based on that, I think those two are going to go. Mm-hmm. I can't see Chris Hemsworth not being in the next 
next few films. He'll be in it for yeah. sure. They'll keep Thor. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll get rid of out. who's expendable. <laughs> Uh, well, I tell you, they're not going to get rid of Spider Man because no. we've already got. He's got another film out. Co- uh, Black Panther has another film coming out, so he's not going anywhere. Yeah, plus he's a box office yeah. um, uh, wizard now. That, that last Black Panther film made heaps. So like those two are pretty safe because they have other films coming. I feel like that was yeah, kind of over. Ant Man safe. Ant Man, uh, unfortunately. Uh, okay, is Scarlett Johansson Black Widow safe? Do you know who's like- going to survive and nobody wants him to? Is bloody um, the, the bow and arrow <laughs> That's guy. I was trying to think of his name for so long. We all know he's going to make it. <laughs> Somehow. Wouldn't it be just fantastic if he he, he himself like destroyed Thanos? <laughs> like he got a bow and arrow like right in the Infinity Gauntlet or something like that. Well, he gets him like right in the eye. Yeah. Like- <laughs> no one thought of it. Or he gets him in the pinky like, oh, how did you know my pinky was my wings? <laughs> Um, yeah, is there, are they making a Black Widow movie? I feel like they've been talking about it for like 10 years. Uh, yeah, they have, haven't they? Yeah. And so are they finally going to do it? Or? <laughs> I don't think so. I wouldn't be surprised if Scarlett Johansson didn't want to be part of this universe. Because you think about, like, she doesn't need the Marvel Universe. Like, she can be in heaps of other films. Like, she can go and do her own thing. She's a big enough name. True. And how much do these actors care about the universe? I, I feel like Robert Downey Jr. just collects his check. Like, he doesn't give it. I feel like he enjoys it. Well, well, we don't know. Yeah, Maybe true. he does. I feel like Chris Hemsworth enjoys it. Oh, he always seems like he does. Well, he's building a big name for himself now, but for a while there, it was just Thor. Like, nobody really knew him as anything else. I yeah. still remember when um, Rush came out. That's a really good film, by the way. A uh, good uh, Formula One movie. And it was like, oh, this has got Thor in it. You wouldn't <laughs> yeah. say that now, though. Like, now no, everybody knows who wouldn't. Chris Hemsworth is. So maybe he'll be gone in a few years. But um, Scarlett Johansson's already got that status, so she might be out. Yeah. I could see so many people getting knocked off. Uh, I'm going to say Scarlett Johansson, um, let's just say Black Widow, yeah. <laughs> Captain America, and uh, Iron Man will all be gone. I think they'll keep the Hulk. Oh, yeah. I think they'll keep him. He never gets his own film anyway. He only has to rock up for the joint <laughs> yeah. ones. Uh, and that might be it. That's a lot. And those are those out. are all big characters who've been there for a long time. They are, yeah. Like, I mean, when did Black Widow join? Was she in Iron Man two? Was that her first one? Um, maybe. I think so. Was she in Iron Man one? No, yeah. Iron Man two. Yeah, I think yeah. Iron Man two. Yeah. And then, and they've yeah, got Captain America. Was, is Captain America. If she was the only female star they had, then you'd know she'd be guaranteed to stay. But now we've got Captain Marvel, yeah. Scarlet Witch. I think will come back. Um, another did one, Scarlet Witch die? In yeah, 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 she did. She did. I like her. I kind of forgot who Underused. died. I, I like Scarlet Witch. Um, and there's another female one, isn't there? Uh, well, Captain Marvel will take the place of Black Widow. Yeah. Who, let's be honest; like, she doesn't even have any superpowers. No one cares about her. Yeah. No one's ever thing, cared like, about her. It's just Scarlet like, Johansson. That's that's all. the thing. Like, I feel like she's just not a character that works in like. A lot of the, like she worked like because she's like a spy. That's like her main thing. Yeah, and like the biggest role she had in probably any of them was in Winter Soldier. She's which to me, she's more, she's even more useless than um, Bow and Arrow Man, whose name I can't. Hawkeye. She's That's even it. more. <laughs> we don't point it out because we all know that you know she's the female lead and everything like that. So we have to keep her there for that. I, I think, would argue that she's not more useless on account that we could remember her name. <laughs> uh. I, no, I, I think she'd be more useless in a fight. 
if you were fighting True. Thanos, or if you were fighting anybody, and someone had to be on your side, and had to like it had to be one of those two, which one would you pick? I'd pick Hawkeye. Yeah, probably. What's Black Widow gonna do? Mm. I don't really know what Hawkeye's gonna do either. I don't think I'd want either. She looks so out of place in that airport scene. Oh yeah, she should have. Like no, I still <laughs> that airport that shot like, of the like airport scene <laughs> where they're running at each other. Is yeah, probably, and she's running, but no, like just all of it's like the funniest, like unintentionally funniest scene in any Marvel film for me. It just looks so it's such like a wide shot, when and it's just running. so empty, and they're just running. They look really dorky. I bet you on the set they look really dorky, probably running and with superheroes. But even the film, face. they look dorky. It was, uh, I didn't mind it. I uh, it even cool. when I saw it in the trailer, I was like, that looks so silly. Please do not put that in the... F- oh. yeah. We talked about Marvel for a long time. We have. The next thing I wanted to talk about, uh, the other film I saw was Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. So, Stephen King. Stephen King. Yeah. yeah, I haven't read the book. Have you read the book? No. No. Uh, I knew... Everybody knows of the story, I think. Or at least... Because it's, it's one of those stories that's been uh, sort of injected into pop culture for a long, long time. Yeah. The whole thing, um, you know, sometimes dead is better. Yeah. And they come back different. It, was, you know the, the plot. Yeah. Oh, if you don't know, and the bloody trailer gives away everything, um, it's a, about a guy whose daughter dies, although apparently in the book uh, it was his son, so they changed that for reasons unknown. And um, and he manages to resurrect her by burying her in the pet cemetery, which is this cemetery where when you, you bury dead things in there and they come back. But they come back different. Like, they're not quite what they were when they were alive. And that's about all I'll say. But, I mean, look, I'm not spoiling anything that wasn't in the trailer. It was a, it was a good film. It was, a, it was a, like a fun horror film that I think was... It didn't rely on jump scares as much as something like the Conjuring series does. And, uh, and it, it, I, I thought it was... I thought there was quite a bit of tension in it. And you know, it's just sort of a fun idea. It's a fun, interesting idea, like put, putting people in a, in a pet cemetery and they come back different. It, mm. it, it, it sort of, it, it was very, you got invested in it pretty early. But the main issues I had was it, with it were that the main character was quite bland. Um, I felt like there were a few things that were a little bit, that could have been explained in a little bit more detail. Like, I, I would have liked to have learned a little bit more about the Pet cemetery. Normally, that's not one of my complaints. Normally, I like a bit of ambiguity, but it, he, this guy, this main character, just went along with it a, a little too much. <laughs> I felt like there should have been a little bit more explanation or at least some hesitation with the, with the Pet cemetery itself. So, yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty good, fun horror film, but nothing special. I think I, that's... I will have forgotten about it. With, like, bland weeks. characters, I think that's always kind of a problem that happens when you adapt most things from a book yeah is that you know books are literally not three-dimensional and sometimes it can be hard to actually some translate that especially with stephen king characters i find even though those can be very complex characters it seems like it's very hard to get that onto a screen especially Mm. if if it's internal or whatever but i don't really know with pet cemetery because i haven't read it but i thought actually it was funny he's the main character's wife probably had the more interesting backstory and a lot of her, a lot of uh, probably the scariest scenes for me in the film came from um, flashbacks that she had towards something traumatic that happened in her childhood, and it was something that she kept thinking of throughout the film. And there would be instances in which she'd um, sort of hallucinate about that happening again, mm. if that makes sense. And and they were actually, I thought, some of the best, the best scares in the film. Um, so you know, 
It would, maybe it would have been better if she were the main character rather than our rather bland, yeah. um, a rather bland lead. So uh, maybe yeah. I will say one thing. I haven't seen the film, but I did see a photo from the premiere, and there's the cat that's on the poster. Oh, yeah, the cat, and he's wearing a little tie. He looks very cute. <laughs> oh, yeah, Church the cat. He's yeah. uh yeah. He will. Ch- uh, no, I don't want you too spoilery, but um. Yeah, Church, Church the Cat is a, a good little character. Right, a good well, side character. Maybe have him look up that photo because it's very cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I liked him. Okay. Not a bad cat name, Church. Church, yeah. I think it's good because it's like when you name a pet, it's like you kind of sometimes you go for like a, a, a normal person name. Sometimes you go for something that like, you wouldn't name a person but is like a thing. Yeah. You know? It's very, very complicated. <laughs> yeah, well, my cat's called Buffy, and I didn't name her after Buffy the Vampire Slayer, actually. I had a, a fr- my next-door neighbor from years ago had a cat called Buffy, and I always just thought it was a cool cat name. So when I got a cat years later, I thought, oh, Buffy. I hmm. like that name. Maybe it's indirectly named after Buffy the Vampire but Slayer. But if I had a daughter, I wouldn't call her Buffy. No, it sounds like a stripper not. name or something when it's a human name. <laughs> or a Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah, or a Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Okay, Damien, well, let's talk about some of the anime that you've been... You've yes. been watching. So, so give me the rundown. I was say like I'd never really watched a lot of anime growing up other yep. than like Dragon Ball and Naruto. So I was kind of like, you know what? A lot of people like anime. Yep. That's fair to say. Mm. You know, like a lot of people they're very into it. So I think why not, you know, give it a go. Watch some some whatever is popular, whatever people recommend that kind of thing. Yep. And so with the power of Anime Lab, which is a great website, streaming website. If, yeah, I've um, used Anime Lab. Not sponsored, by the way. Yeah, You've recommended it to me, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's owned by Mad Men Entertainment, and it's it's only really licensed for people in Australia and New Zealand. Isn't it fan-made? No, it's owned by Mad Men. Oh, okay. That's where they got all their distribution rights for. Okay, yep. Um, I also used a bit of Country Roll. Uh, oh, Crunchy Roll? Yeah. You said cr- Country oh, Roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crunchy, crunchy roll. Yeah. It's hard to say. Um, I didn't really like their player very much. Anime Lab actually really nice player. It's really easy to use. Yeah, I much prefer Anime Lab. Yeah, although it's um, they're both pretty limited in their libraries. Like you can't get everything on one, which is kind of annoying. Yeah, I will say Anime Lab also has a lot of stuff that also has dubs for it. So if you don't want to watch stuff in the original Japanese with subtitles, Anime Lab's a good resource for that. But um, so I've got like my list of what I watch. So go through it. So Dragon Ball, yep, uh, and the entire Dragon Ball series. Um, I'll give you my little hot take for the original Dragon Ball series. Uh, my least favorite saga is the Red Ribbon Saga, which seems to be most people's favorite. Well, oh, that might be true. It's the yeah. only one of the only ones that I'm familiar with. I haven't seen Dragon Ball. Yeah, um, I actually really like Dragon Ball. It's a lot. It's a lot more just adventure. Is a okay. lot of it. It's just like Goku's adventure through the world or whatever. Yep. Uh, Dragon Ball Z. Everyone knows Dragon Ball Z. So you watched all the Dragon Ball Z again? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I've done that. Well, a few I watched. Times. I watched Dragon Ball Z Kai, which oh, isn't okay. on anime, but that's the pretty much Dragon Ball Z without all the filler. Okay. It is a lot more bearable to watch. Yeah. Because Dragon Ball original had a lot of filler. Yeah, it would have. And yeah, I mean the whole joke about them spending twenty episodes to power up. It's like not that out there because I think <laughs> I think it's like by episode twenty of. Um, Dragon Ball Z Kai, they're already heading to Namek. By episode 20 of Dragon Ball Z, the Saiyans haven't even arrived on Earth. Yeah. Like... Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, Yeah, well, 
I don't really want to talk too much about the rest of Rainbow. I also rewatched all of, not all of Naruto, but I watched a lot of Naruto and Naruto Shippuden, which is like the sequel series to it. How many seasons and episodes would that be? Um, it's like, I think in total, it's over 500 episodes. However, I skipped like the last three seasons of Naruto because it's all filler. It is a, like just, the plot's not going anywhere at that point. Gosh. And the okay. thing is, I watched it and then like every like few episodes I would check just to see which episodes are filler and which ones are canon. Yep. And if you don't know, filler in anime is like, um, because a lot of anime is based off um, manga, which is basically just Japanese comics. Yep. You know, short definition. Um, if the if they need to pad out time for, for the manga to get finished, or, whatever, or the manga, sorry, um, they'll just make filler episodes where yeah. it's like just kind of a side story that's not really canon or whatever, or they'll stretch out parts of another episode. And so it's like pretty useful uh, to just skip a lot of these episodes if you don't really care about them, which I did for this. And there's a lot of filler. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Uh, but it was actually... So, I'd never actually finished it when it came out originally, but I enjoyed it a lot. So, I, how many uh, men running with their arms out behind them would you give it out of 10? <laughs> I would give it seven. Seven. And wh- how many... Uh, how many monkey tails out of <laughs> ten would you give Dragon Ball? Uh, I give it eight. Okay. Let's go with that. And how many? <laughs> uh, I should be able to think of one really quickly. How many floating clouds ridden by Goku would you give out of ten for Dragon Ball Z? Probably also an eight. You know what I was talking about, right? Nimbus? Yeah. yeah okay. Flying Nimbus. Yeah, flying, flying Nimbus. He can fly it because his heart's pure. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you would have learnt that in Dragon Ball. Exactly. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, so Naruto, it's actually, it's like kind of been like joked about to death, but it was actually pretty enjoyable. Okay. But like, I wouldn't say like, oh, you should go watch it just because of the sheer volume of how big it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's bigger than Dragon Ball Z. So I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, Future Diary. This is... Okay, I've never heard of this one. No, a friend recommended to me. It's about... Um, it's boys in high school. That's a pretty common theme in a lot of these. Uh, and basically, he has this imaginary friend who he like goes and sees called Deus. And Deus is actually not his imaginary friend. He's actually a god. Well, god. Okay. Um, and Deus has like this game to choose his successor. It's like this battle royale where he... Um, Everyone has like a little diary and it tells them the future in a way that's particular to them. Okay. And so like, and the idea is they all have to try and kill each other and whoever survives last will take over Deus. And, um, so it's like, it's kind of a horror. It's pretty dark in tone. Okay. Um, and so it's like, uh, this kid, Yuki trying to survive, like his, his diary tells them, like, it gives a lot of details about the future it is, but like it has like its own blind spot. And then he has, like, this girl who, like, stalks him and her future diary tells her about him and what okay. he's going to do. And, like, so it's a really kind of, like, uncomfortable dynamic, but it's pretty enjoyable. There's a few just, like, parts in it that are just kind of, like, pretty uncomfortable. In what way? Uh, it's, like, well, they're, like, there's, like, a few rape scenes. Okay. Like, it's not full-on explicit, but it's, like, or it's, like, implied, and they're pretty just uncomfortable. Yeah. And they feel kind of unnecessary at times. Yeah, yeah it's I a, found a bit of that in anime, to be honest. Yeah, there's a lot of... adult anime. Yeah, a lot of weird, like, sexual stuff. That's pretty common. But I would say, overall... Does it, it involve, like, young girls that 
are super like pathetic and innocent. Not in this one, but in other stuff, yeah. Because, and I'm not going to sidetrack you here, but um, I've watched a bit of anime, mm. and I'm not not that I'm that um, versed in anime, but I, I like Elf and Leard was one that I watched kind of recently, and that had a lot of very unnecessary nudity. And yeah. it was all, and a lot of the, like, I felt like it was trying to be very erotic, but it just came off as kind of creepy. It, a lot of it was really, really young girls who would have been barely 18 that were extremely innocent and um, that, that, that portrayed an innocent, innocently in as much as they were uh, always, when, when there was the nudity, they were always um, sort of helpless and uh, yeah, and sort of. Do you, do you know what I mean? Am, am yeah. I getting? I I get exactly what you mean, and that's yeah. the. I tried to kind of avoid watching shows that had a lot of that in it. Yeah, they they portrayed this real. Um, I'll just go ahead and say it, and say it. it. They they gave off this real virgin, like untouched virgin kind of yeah. vibe, and I don't know whether that's a Japanese thing. It's pretty. Con- it's like there's yeah. a whole like subgenre of that. It's like they're called um lollies. Oh, it comes yeah, from that, Lolita. That actually, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, that's the, that's what they're name. called. That, <laughs> that's that's yeah, like, it, yeah. There's something really off-putting about it, and it is very gratuitous. And Elfin, I don't know if you've seen Elfin Lear, but it's just it's no. extremely gratuitous, both in the violence and the the sexual stuff, and it's so unnecessary. Yeah. And it's creepy. All right, sorry. Well, well in Future Time in particular, it's like those scenes are pretty uncomfortable and just like whatever. But overall, I would say the series is pretty enjoyable. It's only about 24 episodes long. Okay. A lot of these are actually pretty short. They only have like one or two seasons. Um, but yeah, it's pretty dark, pretty violent. But I still enjoyed it pretty well, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one okay, is... How many Future Diaries of Stalking Girls would you <laughs> give it out of 10? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to like rate these because I don't really have anything to compare them to. Like, if I compare it to, like, Naruto, they're very different genres. Okay. So, I'll just say seven. Seven. But even though I'd probably rewatch Naruto... Right, did you hear that, everybody? Seven out of ten. <laughs> Definitive. Definitive. That's what Damien says. That is the law. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. Okay. Uh, next one is Kill the Kill. And if you were talking about gratuitous sex and violence... Okay. This is the show. Yep. That's kind of the whole thing of it. It's like... It is kind of, like, played as, like... I don't want to say it's, like, sat- satirizing that in a way, but it kind of is. Like, it's okay. kind of sending it up, but also it's kind of having its cake and eating it, too. It's very, um... Like, it's incredibly violent, but in a comical way. Like, it is... Uh, it's kind of hard to describe. It's But it's also a lot of just, like... Not nudity, but almost nudity. Incredibly skimpy outfits. It's kind of, like... Is it is it a new kind of show? Uh, it came out in 2014. Yeah. Yeah, it's really well animated. It has a lot of energy to its animation. Its mm. animation's actually really nice. Just to, like, enjoy, just because it's so... It's moving all the time or whatever. Because I found it... It's not based on any manga, which I okay. think shows, because it's not very static in how people act. So it's really cool in that sense. But um, it is, like, almost comical when it's like, oh, yeah, these... Like, they make fun of that kind of thing where it's, like, oh, this really, un- like, underage, sexualized character. Because it's, like, it's, like, one point this character who's, like, really big and muscly. And he's, like, he's like oh, yeah, I'm, like, 17. <laughs> and yeah. it's, like, you kind of get the joke it's going for. Uh, I'd say the first half of it I enjoyed a lot more than the second half is what I would say. It is, does have a pretty interesting story, but it's, like, it is kind of just weird to watch just because of how, like, 
sexual everything looks. Yeah. Even though most of the time it's not anything really sexual happening. But yeah, it was pretty all right. Was there... And I'm just, again, going to go back to Elfin Leard. Was there mm. a lot of really um, forced, awkward sexual moments? Like, like, oh my God, like you're looking at my underwear and stuff like that. <laughs> not in this, but there is a few shows that come up later that yeah. do have that. Yeah. This is like, it's weird. It was it was alright though. Uh, next, I'll give it six out of six. Uh, skimpy outfits out of ten. Six skimpy outfits out of ten. Okay, yeah. so not as good as the others. No. Okay. Yep. I enjoyed the first half a little more. Uh, the next show God, you I have watched, watched a lot of anime. Yeah. Oh, yep. Go. I'll try. And, I wonder if I'll get through all this. But I'll try. Uh, the next show I watched, yep. I really enjoyed. It's called the Mel- Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Gosh, I haven't heard any of these. Yeah, this and is a series, not a yes, movie. and it's also a movie uh, called "The Disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya." Uh, this Long one titles, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, this one is centered around Haruhi Suzumiya mm-hmm. and her little club she forms in high school. And basically, I don't. Want, it's hard to say a lot with this. Um, the plot is basically it follows the perspective of Kion, who's her classmate, and basically Haruhi is like a god, but she doesn't know it. Yep. So, like, she influences the world without realizing it. Um, yeah. And so, like, the way it manifests is, like, she's, like, it's like life's so boring. I want to hang out with aliens, time travelers, and espers. And so then, all of a sudden, an alien, a time traveler, and esper show up. Cool. And they're all, like, at her school, and, like, they don't want her to know that she's, like, they know she's the reason they're there. Yeah. But they can't let her know. And so you just have all of these like, really weird and cool things happen. But like at the same time, it also is just kind of like a slice of life kind of thing. Yeah. With all this weird, cool sci-fi kind of stuff happening as well. Yeah. Um, but like all the characters are really memorable and like cool and well-written and just kind of believable in a sense. And like even though Haruhi herself is actually just like not really a nice person, you still like can relate to her and find her enjoyable as a character. Which I think is a pretty good sign. It's really well animated. Um, there's one thing I want to bring up is in the second season, yeah, they have. It's really funny to me. They had, this is part where um, since you know she can influence like the world, uh, they're on summer vacation, and she doesn't want summer vacation to ever end because <laughs> she isn't satisfied with it. Mm. So then they keep repeating it, and the way they do this in the show is they have eight episodes where it repeats, eight whole episodes. I love how it's like so ridiculous, but like I just love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think because it it seems so unorthodox. For it a show does, to do yeah. That. And I think a lot of these anime, from what you're describing, anyway, and what I've seen, a lot of these anime shows are very much. Uh, they just it seems like they just have so much creative freedom. Yeah, and they, they really they go does. off in all sorts of quirky directions. Yeah, and like the thing is, they don't just repeat the same episode eight times. They had a different director for each episode. So, like, it's all kind of their own different take on the same events that keep happening. <laughs> and, like, they even had everyone re-record their lines for the entire thing. That sounds really cool, actually. It does. Like, it is kind of a drag, especially if you're binge-watching it. Yeah. But, like, he's just it is, like, a cool thing to do, even if it is a bit annoying, especially as a viewer. Do you watch these shows um, dubbed or subbed? Uh, it depends on the show. I've watched... This show, because I actually liked it so much. I've watched it more than once. I've watched it both subbed and dubbed. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I would say, I think overall I prefer the dub, just because I prefer the English voice of Keon. 
his voice in the Japanese voice I didn't like very much. It sounds like too deep and raspy. But yeah, and then after this, there is also a movie that continues and kind of finishes the story called The Disappearance of Hari Suzumiya. That is amazing. That is probably the favorite, the favorite thing that I've watched. It is beautifully animated, beautifully told, everything. It's just really good. It's like a Christmas movie in a way. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, rec- I highly recommend this series and that movie in particular because they are both very enjoyable. So, how many repeated summers would you give it out of 10? Uh, I'd give it 10. Wow. We'll give it because that's my favorite one. And, oh, okay, all right, yeah. cool. Well, I've got to check that out then. Yeah, I reckon it's about... And it's on Anime Lab. Yeah, it's about 20 episodes and so is uh, The Disappearance as well, the movie. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, next one, I won't spend too much time. I'm spending too much yeah, time. You spend as long as you want. Ah, yes. Uh, the next one is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Okay, now I've heard of this. Yes, this is like... If everyone... If you ever ask anyone, like, what's your top three anime? They'll probably put this in the top three. Yeah, I or, know. Or, like, what was your first anime? They'll probably I don't know too many anime guys, but the one anime guy that I do know says that Full Metal Alchemist is the yeah. best show. So, I a few years ago, I watched the original show of it, which was, like, based off a manga and it was, like, incomplete. Mm-hmm. And then this came out in uh, 2009. So, it's 10 years old now, actually. Okay. Exactly. Came out April t- April 5th was the first episode in 2009. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's a pretty, like, just simple, straightforward story that's told really well. The voice acting's really good in both subbed and dubbed. This is also, this is, like, put up as the pinnacle of, like, a good English dub. Okay. Is this. I highly recommend it. It's not super long. I think it's 40 or so episodes. Um, but yeah, it's really just, it's a really easy watch. There is, like, kind of this problem where I feel like there's never all kind of tension in an episode gets kind of, like, solved pretty quickly, but it's all right. Like, yeah. that's fine. But, like, yeah, I highly recommend this one. I think you probably enjoy it, or you could at least enjoy watching it. Um, Yeah. Uh, there's not much to say about it, because a lot of people already said, really good show. Okay, so how many... Oh, I can't think of anything. Oh, uh, how, how many... Oh, no, I really don't know. How many question. metal arms... Out of ten, that seems that, a little lazy. That's all right. In the many, show, he has many, a metal arm. How many metal arms out of ten would you? I'll make? give it an eight. Eight. Okay, that's pretty high. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, next one, Tokyo Ghoul. I only watched season one. Now I've seen a trailer for this. Yeah, um, it was one of the before I paid for my subscription. This was one of the trailers that kept coming up. So, oh, this is really popular, isn't it? It is it's really new. popular. Uh, oh, is it not? It came out in two thousand fourteen. At least, Shows see, I know. yeah. yeah. It's oh, it's still going, I think, in like spin-off shows or whatever. Um, I say it was pretty good. It's pretty violent, pretty dark. It was enjoyable. I've only seen the first season. I don't know if I'll keep watching after that. But okay. It was pretty alright. How so many scary ghouls would you give it out of? That was a bit lazy too. Yeah. Out of ten, <laughs> uh, we'll just go seven. Seven. Okay. All right. Well, these uh, are all pretty good scores. I mean, yeah. It's the thing. Even the ones that I didn't really like, I still. Like, I don't think there's anything on here. I think I did a pretty good job picking stuff that I liked. Have you seen One Punch Man? No, I haven't. That is on my watch list, though. That is worth watching, I would say. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I felt like I didn't really get it. <laughs> I have to admit. <laughs> uh, I keep hearing about how what a fantastic parody it is, and I didn't really see any of that, personally. Yeah, I but, get what you mean. I have a problem with one of my shows later that comes up with that. Okay, well, I'll let you get yeah. onto it. But okay. the one, one Punch Man, I'd say, is... Season 2 just started. Of One Punch Man. Yeah, and you can watch it. Uh, within a day after coming out on Anime Lab. Oh, gosh. The whole thing, or is it episode by episode? episode, episode, episode yeah. yeah, I might wait till it's all out. Yeah, I would do. Uh, the next show I watched is uh, 
Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Okay, I haven't heard of this. Yeah, it's um, basically it is about this dragon who can transform into a human. Okay. One night she's saved by Miss Kobayashi, and so she comes and lives with her as a maid. And it's like this weird kind of like slice of life, but also comedy kind of thing where it's just like this dragon woman is trying to like adjust to a human life. And it's just kind of silly. It's also, it's a very wholesome and just kind of nice show to watch. Like there's no real serious dramas or anything. It's just like, it's just like nice. It gives you a warm feeling. So there is like, there's like one character who just like exists as the weird sexual character. I do not like that character at all. The same sort of weird yeah, sexual some of the stuff, stuff that we've been speaking. Before. Okay. Yeah. Yep. What but is it with these? I don't yeah. know. But like, other than that, it's like a really wholesome, nice show. It must just be... A, maybe this sounds racist. But it must just be a cultural thing. I mean, yeah. Like, they must find that sort of thing enticing. Whereas over right. here, it's just creepy. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. It does feel pretty creepy. Also. But like, I, I recommend that show as just being like this kind of just nice, fun little show. Yeah. I would say watch the sub, not the dub. Because okay. I watched a bit of the dub, I did not like the voices. Alright. Next show I watched is Blend S. Uh, this show, it's like... It's like kind of like a... Co- it's a comedy and it kind of feels like it's sending up other things of anime, but it's also kind of indulging in those things too. It's like the premise is like this girl starts working at this cafe and they all, all the people who work there have like a character and it's like they all play like anime trope kind of things. And, like, that's, it's fine enough, and, like, it's kind of funny, but it's also just kind of, there's kind of, like, this weird thing, because, like, the whole show, it's, like, her manager is, like, trying to, like, date her or whatever, and she's, like, 16, he's 26. Okay. I think I mentioned this before, and it's just, like, kind of uncomfortable. Oh. Whole thing. And, like, yeah. Yeah, 16. Yeah. But there's a lot of nice characters in it, and, like, the best episode does not involve those two characters at all. Okay. So, I'd say that. But overall, I give it, I'll give that a five. A five. Of, what did yeah. you give the last one? I didn't oh, I didn't give it. You. I'll give it seven dragons out of ten. Okay. Because that, so, that was good. Okay. Well, five is the lowest rating you've given so far. And what what would you give? Uh, uh, what specific, Five specifically what of five? Uh, five parfaits. Parfaits. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, next one is actually I tried to figure out how to pronounce this properly. You're going to turn so. into a little anime character. At this I point. know. <laughs> Okay, yep. Um, this is the one I really want to talk about as well, though, because this is a very good one. Is Kanguya-sama, Love is War. This just finished about two weeks ago. Okay. It's first season. Um, it's a romantic comedy about these two high schoolers who both like like each other, and but they don't want to be the first one to confess to each other. And that sounds really kind of just annoying, in a rom-com kind it of does way. Sound a little bit yeah, annoying. it does. And when I first read it, I was like, that sounds really annoying. But people kept telling me, oh, you should watch it. It's good. And it is very good because it's, they're both like really smart people and they're trying to like be really clever and stuff and trying to like get the other person to confess. But they're also written like as dumb teenagers. Yeah. So it's like the things they obsess about or whatever is really dumb. Like one of them is, oh, I want to get his number so I can text him or whatever. But if I ask for his number, then, oh, it looks like I really want to talk to him or whatever. Mm. And, like, it's such, like, a dumb teenager thing. But, like, they sell it in a really good way. And, like, it's really nicely animated. I think part of it is, like, these characters are very convincing. But they always have this narrator who, like, commentates, like, their mental battles or whatever. 
And it really helps kind of get you in the mind space of the characters where it's like you're a teenager you're in high school. Everything is really overdramatic. Yeah. And you really put a lot of emphasis on stuff that you shouldn't. And like, it's just, it's like, it becomes really enjoyable. I think around the third episode, once they really get the setup out of the way and they just kind of let the characters do their own thing without focusing too much on like the whole battle thing. And like, it lets the characters develop. So I'd say episode three onwards, it's really good. Gosh. Yeah. Okay, how many would you give that out of 10? How many uh how many phone number oh, <laughs> How many uh desires to ask for phone numbers that go untapped? Does that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Would you give it out of 10? I'll give that a 9. Wow. Yeah, it was really enjoyable and I did not like the first episode at all. Okay. So I say you pushed through it though. I did and it, I Ended up loving it. It was really good. Okay. Um, God, I'm going a long time with this. this no, that's okay. Look, there's, no only, there's a few left. Look, but look, the only person that listens to this, well, me when I checked to see if it uploaded properly, you apparently listened last week, but I you didn't. weren't on that one, and I think my mum listens. Okay. And that's about it. So, we'll, yeah, worry. we'll keep going. <laughs> uh, so, the next one is Kono Saba, God's Blessing on This Wonderful World. Yep. This is probably the show I dislike the most. <laughs> Actually, you know what? <laughs> Never mind. We're going to put Blend S. That's a 4 out of 10. This is a 5 out of 10. I don't want to spend too much time on this. Basically, the, I was sold to the show as being like, oh, it's about like these four lovable jerks on their wacky adventures. And it's like, they're in like a fantasy world. It's really funny or whatever. So it's a, mostly a comedy. And it's kind of sending up the genre. Yeah. Of, this is apparently a big genre is like people going into RPG worlds in video games. Mm. And like living, having their adventure, it's like that's a whole genre in anime. Gosh, I've never even heard of that. Yeah, um, it's a pretty bad genre. Okay, from what I can tell, and this is the only one I've seen which is kind of sending it up. Would Yu-Gi-Oh or something like that be along those lines? Uh, I've never no, seen this is a show. lot more explicit than that. Like this is like they go into the game oh, okay. kind of thing. Yeah, um, and like they like all level up or whatever. But it's not for lovable jerks. It's two jerks who I hate and two lovable idiots. <laughs> like, the two main characters I did not like at all. They were just annoying and rude and just bad people. And then, like, the other two were just, like, kind of idiots and dumb, but they're fun. They're fine or whatever. So, how many lovable idiots out of ten would you give this one? I'd give this one five. Five. But, uh, I, like, I would say it did... I did laugh a lot and I, it was something to enjoy in each episode, but it's just, like... I just really didn't like the characters in it, mm. I guess. And that's kind of a problem in a comedy, I think. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, sometimes I can push that um, that boundary between being, you know, there's, there's dumb enough that it's funny and then there is a dumb that yeah. just... And it also had obnoxious. some of that weird sexual stuff. Like okay. the main character is like a giant pervert and he like steals women's panties. Uh, and it's like, that's you just... Know, that's even kind of very lightly touched on in Dragon Ball Z with Master Yeah. Roshi. Oh, it's really gross in Dragon Ball. Okay. It get, it, they tone it down a lot more, and I'm glad, well, I'm they, glad they did. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty uncomfortable in the original Dragon Ball. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or Master Roshi? Yeah. He's a dirty master. He really Master's is. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, it, it is actually, the, I will say, really beautifully animated. Okay. Yeah. That's the, you could say that about a lot of these shows, though. Hmm. Uh, next one is K-On. K-On. Well, yes. Which is about... There's another kind of slice of life one. 
How many shows have, have we gone through so far? A lot. How, uh, how, how, I think what I w- period of time have you been watching these? Uh, since about November last year. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So they're pretty I was. I don't know why, obviously this can't be true, but I was under the impression that you watched all of these between our last episode no. and now. And I was like, geez. I did kind of speed up in the last few ones because I realized how short a lot of these are. Okay. Because a lot of them are only about 12 to like 28 episodes long. Okay. Um, so this one, it's about these four high school girls, later five, and they basically just form a band in high school. Okay. That's the premise of it, and it's... It's good. Like, it's not much to say. Like, it's like it's good. It's like wholesome. Makes you feel happy. There, just like there isn't like a lot of conflicts in it because it's like just like a slice of life kind of thing. But, like all the characters are well written, and like this is like I would say the last episode was actually pretty sad because I'll spoil it because you're probably not going to watch it. No one listening is going to watch it. Where it's just like because four of them are in their last year and one of them's not. And it's like, you know, it's like, oh, the sad goodbyes. And they write a song about her and they sing it to her and it's really sad. But then that's, you know, has a lot of moments like that kind of thing. Okay. But it's just like, really just like, you can just watch this and it's like, you wouldn't, you can just like put it on the background kind of thing. I do many, think it's pretty nice. How many guitar strobes out of 10 would you give it? Like an eight. But I did really enjoy it, even though I didn't really expect to enjoy it that much, but it was good. And there's some cool, there's some good animation, especially when they're like, actually, looks like they're actually using their instruments. Like, it actually looks like they're strumming properly and whatever. Um, but yeah. And that actually, that was made by the same production company that made Harahi, that show. Okay. And it shows, because there is actually a really cool um, musical sequence in Harahi, where it's that really cool animated, like, guitar strokes. I think it's like 3D animated. It looks great. That's another topic. Okay. Uh, next show is Lucky Star, which is also made by that same production company. And it's a comedy anime where it's like, again, four girls in high school. And it's basically just like, it's just comedy stuff. Like it's a bunch of skits and stuff. I think I might've heard of this one. Yeah. It has like this really cutesy art style. If you look it up, you'll probably know that kind of thing. It's like, it's a very particular art style. It is very, it's like very cutesy or whatever. Um, Yeah, it was, it was fine. Like, that's all I'd say about it. It makes a lot of references, though, to Harahi Sutsumiya. Okay. Like, because it's made by the same production company. It's, <laughs> I think the most egregious part is when they actually go on a field trip and they visit the production studio who makes the show. Mm. <laughs> I was like, that's that's a bit much. That's kind of cool, though. It is kind of cool. That's it's very unusual. It's also it? the exact... Like, if you go to Wikipedia and look up... It's like there's two photos of the animation studio and it's the exact same shots. As in like, I kind of like that actually. Yeah, it's like nice touch. it's a very like self-referential show. It doesn't like break the fourth wall, but it like it's pretty self-aware of what it is, and it's pretty like it's funny. It's like this is the kind of show you can just put on the background. I think. I think I appreciated it more after the fact. Okay. Yeah, I probably so, give it. Yep. I'll give it six anime figures out of ten. Okay. Um, Decent score. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Next one is Made in Abyss. Um, this is about they're in this like world where there's this giant pit and it goes down into this abyss and you know people go down and they look for relics or whatever and bring them out. Uh, and it's about this kid who wants to go down there and be like her mum, who's this really good digger or whatever explorer. And then one day she comes across like this robot boy named Reg, and um, 
he's apparently from the abyss, but he doesn't remember. And it's like their journey to go down into a, the abyss and kind of like find out. Um, it's like cool adventure kind of thing. There's some really like dark parts in it. Like in like one of the later episodes, it's really like just disgusting and dark thing happens. And it's like pretty full on. But other than that, it's pretty easy to watch. It's pretty enjoyable. Apparently there's like a movie or whatever as well, which I haven't seen. So I should probably go watch that. But it was, it was pretty good. Okay. How many would you give that out of 10? Go seven. Seven. And how many more shows are there? Two more. Two more. Oh, we might as well okay. round them off. Yeah. I'll finish that. Uh, next one is The Promised Neverland. Yep. This is a very good show. Uh, it just finished its first season a few weeks ago as well. Uh, basically, it's about these kids in an orphanage. And, um, you know, it's like it seems all really nice. And every now and then a kid gets adopted or whatever and has to leave. But then one night they find out that... This is a spoiler for the first episode, but it helps with the plot. That um, they're at, When a kid gets adopted, they're not actually adopted. They're sent away... And they're, you know, and these like demon creatures, they use them for food. And it's like after that point, it's just them trying to figure out how to escape and whatnot. Uh, Really beautifully animated, really great voice acting, well-written characters, super enjoyable. (laughs) Uh, I really recommend that one. That's on Anime Lab. You can watch the whole first season. That was really good. I give that nine. Nine. Nine ropes made from bed sheets out of ten. Okay, very specific. I like it. Uh, next one is My Hero Academia. I uh, watched the first two seasons. It was pretty good. I give it a 7 out of 10. It's like, this is like... <laughs> that was a bit short. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's basically like the successor. If you want to think about... If you say like Shonen anime, like Dragon Ball and Naruto, this is kind of like the next big one mm. that a lot of people like. And it's pretty good. Uh, the English dub's pretty good. It's got um, the voice actor for Vegeta in it, so you recognize him. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Really easy to watch. A lot of cool characters in it. A lot of cool powers and stuff. Yeah, pretty fun. Okay. Yeah, and then so that's all the stuff I've watched. Okay. And then I've got like so my, not much, not a really. super lot. I've still got some. I was stuff being sarcastic. That's heaps. <laughs> it is heaps, but compared to some people, do you know there was like four hundred new series started of like four hundred animes last year? Apparently, wow. were made. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Like, they're very, there's a lot of genres, and a lot of them are very specific and have their little niches. So, are you all, does, it, does this mean that you are now equipped enough in your anime knowledge to play a game like Jump Force? Maybe. I heard that game's actually very bad. Yeah, I've seen some stuff. It did not look very good. Yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's a pity because it seemed like such a cool idea. Yeah, but it looked like very bad animations and stuff. Oh, I didn't mind the animation. I had a bit of a play of it at um, at PAX, mm-hmm. and I it was just a demo. And I remember I went. I think I went the three main ones. I went the guy from um, oh, what's that really long running show? One Piece. One Piece. Yeah, yeah. that has over nine hundred episodes. <laughs> yeah, um, Naruto, and I think I went Goku. Dragon Ball Z, obviously. So, yeah, that uh, wasn't so good. Well, I enjoyed that, Damien. You did did a very nice summary of each one. I think you're really good at at pointing out, uh, at doing a nice little quick summary of of the pros and cons and and captured the I mean, some of those I definitely could have gone more in depth, but that's whatever. I would say, but looking back on it, the ones I'd really recommend is The Melancholy of Haruhi Tsutsumiya, um, Kungu's... I don't know how to say it. Love is War. If you look it up, you'll get that. And The Promised Neverland. Those are the big ones, I think, that I really enjoyed the most. 
And then, like, stuff I want to watch is Death Note, because I never actually saw that. Yeah, that's really popular. Um, Hayaku, which is, like, apparently it's, like, a sports anime. where They play volleyball. Apparently, it's really good. Uh, Mob Psycho 101. Neon Genesis. Genesis Ever Evangelion. Yep. I've seen that. That's coming to Netflix pretty oh. soon. Actually, it might already be on there. But that I want to watch. What a uh, filler. Yeah. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That is, like, people love that show. I've never seen it, but... It's on Anime Lab, so I'll probably give it a watch. Cowboy Bebop and One Punch Man. Yep, I've yeah. seen those last two. Yeah, well, yeah. so that's all I really have to say about that. What yeah. about Bubblegum Crisis? I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I Bubblegum Crisis, I've never seen it. I just remember back in the day when I used to rent Dragon Ball Z videotapes, it, they'd always have a few trailers before the... Yeah, the episodes, and one of them was always, always Bubblegum Crisis, <laughs> and it was just these women that could they were kind of like Power Rangers? They could t- they could put on these metal suits and they'd fight crime and bash monsters and stuff like that. And no, it's on Anime Lab. Bubblegum Crisis. I've never heard of that. I can't really maybe, recommend. Maybe it I'll I give it a seen watch. It. <laughs> but yeah, you may have seen the trailer. If you watch the trailer, um, you might be like, "Oh, I remember this." Like just just the trailer itself, just because it was always at the start of a Dragon Ball Z tape. Uh, Are you gonna look it up now? Oh, it looks familiar, actually. Just like going on photos. Yeah, we'll maybe watch it after we finish recording. Which maybe maybe soon, I'll add this to my watch list. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying. I can't. Thank I you for recommending this to me. I'm gonna. Okay. All thank right. you so much. Okay. All right. Well, if you like it, you'll take I recommended credit for it. it. I'll there take credit for it. If you didn't, then I didn't recommend it. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I think we'll probably wrap it up there. No, there were a few other things I wanted to talk about at least this for this show. Yes. Um, the Joker trailer. Joker, yes. Yes. What did you think? Um, I was whelmed by it. I think it's like uh, you were whelmed by yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I'm not overwhelmed. Not underwhelmed. I'm just kind of whelmed. Is that a thing? It Can is. Can you now. be whelmed? Eh. Okay. It's just like I'm, I don't know because it's you know another new Joker again. Uh, well, it, it's the first. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the first Joker movie, but yeah. Yeah. How many Jokers have we got now? We have got Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Jared Leto, Heath Ledger. There you go. <laughs> Heath Ledger was yeah. the big one. Yeah. And then um, Caesar, Caesar Romero. Yep. And do we count Mark Hamill? Yeah, we can get Mark Hamill. Okay. I think and he's a pretty iconic Joker for a lot of people. People really like the guy who did the voice for the Joker in Arkham... Arkham... Um, the one, Origins? Uh, Arkham Origins, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to count that because he was pretty much just doing the Mark Hamill one. That was Troy Baker, I'm pretty sure. Troy Baker, okay. Yeah. I thought people like him, don't they? I mean, he's just he's doing the Mark Hamill one. We're going off track a bit. Yeah, okay. Okay, yep. Um, now, it was... So you're whelmed. Yeah, I'm not too sure what to think of it. It looks interesting enough. I don't know. I'm not sold on it yet, though. When I first heard the idea of a standalone Joker movie, I thought it was terrible. And it was announced right in the midst of that period where DC were just announcing all of this stuff and getting all of it wrong. Yeah. Um, and it did not fill me with any confidence at all. I thought, this is a shocking idea. It shouldn't happen. Then uh, I felt kind of the same way I did when they announced the standalone Venom film, when, when Sony announced the standalone Venom film. I thought, this is just an opportunity to get some money and renew some contracts. And Then uh, Joaquin Phoenix was announced as the Joker, and I thought, that is an excellent choice. Like, mm. that is a fan... There's an A-grade actor who's never been in a bad movie. Well, probably has been, but not that I've seen. Uh, and I, I feel like that 
they just nailed it picking him. But I thought the same thing about Tom Hardy being uh, cast Brock. as Eddie Brock. Yeah. I thought, that is just an excellent choice. <laughs> and that movie wasn't so great. So uh, now that I've seen the trailer, what do I think? I, I, th- I Actually, you know, I thought it was an excellent trailer. It was really uh, like about as good as it could have been. I, I, I'm more excited for that film now than I was before I saw it. So I guess the trailer did its job. It seems to be doing what it should be doing, and that is really telling the story of the Joker. And, and God, even from that trailer and even from the little snippets that I saw of Joaquin Phoenix, he just has this real commanding presence as the Joker. Like, you see him first as... What's the guy's, what's, what's the Joker's name in this particular... Oh, I forgot. I forgot too. Yeah. But you see him first, he's, um, even his physicality before he becomes a Joker, and then later when he is the Joker... He, Gosh, he just he just oozes this presence about him. Do, do you know what I mean? He yeah. just has this real physical presence, and the Joker has that. Heath Ledger has that. Um, Jack Nicholson has that because the Joker can control the room. You know, he can intimidate everybody, and that's something that Jared Leto just did not have at all. He had all the zaniness, but none of the. It was all style and no substance. Yeah. So I think already from this trailer, it looks like Joaquin Phoenix is a good selection as the Joker. Mm. You know, we'll see how the film goes. Uh, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm kind of on the edge because I feel like Joker is a character who doesn't have a super established backstory. Most people say the Killing Joke is the closest you get to like a canon backstory to him. Well, this seems to be following that. From yeah, what we can see, and that's you know, if it follows that pretty well, I'd probably be okay with it. I don't know. It is. I'm just kind of on the fence about it. Yeah. Although I do think uh, Walking Phoenix is a good choice, but the, you know, it. I just feel like it's very easy to mess up. It is. Yeah, but yeah, we'll of course see. Season to mess up because the joke is one of the greatest fictional things ever created. Yeah, exactly. He's um, you know, he's one of the greatest characters. Certainly, one of the greatest villains of all time. One mm. of the most famous and iconic. And not to make a clown pun, but he does have big shoes to fill. <laughs> Very good, Damien. Then again, he is coming off Jared Leto's one, so I guess they're pretty small. <laughs> big shoes. <to> fill. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I do hope it's good. Of course, we all hope it's. I good. mean, I Everybody do like it when things are good. Yeah. But this has to be great. It can't just be decent. Like, I think it has that's to be true, a yeah. really good film. This is the this is the Joker. This is one of the best. That's, yeah, it can't be just okay. Yeah, and it's like, the only one of its kind too. Like, okay, if you make a bad Batman film, there's enough good Batman content out there to keep you satisfied. Yeah. This is the only Joker film, so it has to work. Yeah. Well, that's how I'm looking at it, anyway. No, that's fair enough. But I, I, I look, I'm, uh, I'd say cautiously optimistic for this film. Yeah. Very cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I just but, it is a well made trailer, although you know Suicide Squad still, had a really exactly. Good trailer, it is it? just a trailer. It is just a trailer. Yeah. Um, but like you're saying, you know, it is like a good performance from him. What you can see in the trailer, so there is a lot of hope. You know how I feel about this movie. I feel like the only thing that will be satisfactory is if it's great. Yeah. Like it. It just it can't be bad. <laughs> it can't be. I'm, of course, it can be. Yeah. But in my mind, in my, my expectations... They can't just, let it be bad. Yeah. So, that's why I almost think, why even bother doing it, you know? Yeah. It's a gamble, really. It's a massive gamble. But like, if they you pull it off... with one of the best characters. If they pull it off, it's amazing. Like, if they pull it off, you win back a lot of good faith, I think, from a lot of people if you're yeah. DC. It just seems unlikely. Yeah. It seems like a bad idea to begin with. You're just risking too much. You're risking a, a, a great character's good name. Especially so just... It seems like so unnecessary too at this point in like the DC Universe's movies. 
Is it part of the DC universe? I don't actually know. I'm, I would I've like never been you would assume so, but I, don't, I think it is. Jared Leto is out as Joker now. Definitely, <laughs> that whole movie is just completely. <laughs> yeah. I feel like these first three, particularly the first three um, DC films, are just like just forget about forget them. about them. And even Justice League, forget about that too. Didn't it's basically happen. Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam. Wonder move Woman on. and Aquaman, they just appeared out of nowhere one day. Yeah, we'll move on with that. Yeah. Like, they seem pretty happy with Gal Gadot and, 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 um, and uh, what, what's the guy's the name of the guy who oh, plays Aquaman? Oh, I forgot it. Yeah, I've already forgotten it as well. Jason Momoa. That's it. <laughs> pretty happy with those two. Let's just forget about the rest. Yeah. yeah. Fair okay. enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Oh, well. Yeah, um, if it's not great, it's probably bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. even if it's okay, it's bad. And more so than Venom. Like, everybody... Yeah. I love Venom. Venom's great. I think... And some people say he looks cool, but he's actually not such a great character. I disagree with that. I think Venom is a good character. It, his movie was... Um, it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. It was okay. A lot of people actually like really like that film. Kind of. Well, I wouldn't go as that. I wouldn't go that far. I would say that of all the comic book movies that are released recently, it's probably one of the weaker ones. But it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible by any stretch. I think there's just this thing with comic book movies now where you know it's either great or it's terrible, which is what we're saying. It yeah. has to be for the Joker. Well, yeah, but the Joker's a bit different. Yeah, kind of, I'm not saying it's, that that's it's going earned. to be that way. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's going to be great or it's going to be terrible. I'm. I'm just saying that it, it has to be great. That that's the that's yeah. that the bar is so high with the Joker, and Jared Leto. Okay, like he was probably the first bad Joker, but he was barely in that film. The, he wasn't even the main um, villain of it either. No. So it's kind of like okay, you can you can. He felt pretty shoehorned. You can just sweep that under the carpet and forget about it. It's fine. But Joaquin Phoenix has to work. I, I think. To- oh, you know what. I, I feel like even if it's bad, he'll be fine. I feel like he'll be fine. Yeah. We, you know. Yeah. We're not sounding too confident. We're not. We're not very confident. Well, I said I'm. I'm very uh, cautiously optimistic about that. Hmm. And I think that's a fair take to have. Yeah. Okay. All right, Damien. I think we wrap it up there. There I are a few so. things that I had to talk about, but I think we've been going. What? How long have we been going for? Uh, we're in. Aaron, 10 minutes. Okay, all right. Well, next week we'll talk about uh, some of the other things I've been watching recently and we'll address my watch list for the second half of yes. the year. And I'll give my review of Bubblegum Crisis. Yes. <laughs> all right, give that a go. And watch the trailer after we're done. Actually, okay. just watch it now. Just watch it now? Yeah, just watch it now. All right. See if you reckon the music. You, you, I reckon you will remember this. Trailer. Uh, you watched? You, oh, you never rented. You were one of those kids that didn't rent videos, did you? I did not a lot, but pretty often. I'm not sure which trailer is it. Just Bubblegum Crisis. Trailer. Tokyo, two forty. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's when it takes place in 2040. I don't know. Maybe it's. A, it looks like it's set in the future. It might be like a. No, I think this is okay. Okay. It's, it's like thirty-one he- seconds. It's like. Rock music going throughout, like heavy metal, pretty much. You get. I'm watching it. You got to describe what you're seeing because. Uh, okay, I'm seeing a lot of flashing from different things. It was a motorcycle. There's like a dragon looking dude. It's like some. It's like. Synth- no, 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 there's maybe a different trailer. Okay. Hmm, it's this like isn't coming across as well as I thought it would. No, this is like some synthy music and it's a lot of cuts. Let, let me, let me. Hang on. I think uh, this is the trailer that Anime Lab put out for it. I think that's the same trailer I saw. 
I'll, look, I'll watch it with you later. Okay. We'll talk about it on the next show, maybe. All right. We'll talk about you having seen it. That's true. Show. I think I found the right one, actually. Okay. But it's a bit long. Okay. We'll talk yeah. about it next time. All right. Well, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, what are we, an hour and 15 minutes or something like that? Hour and 12. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for listening. Where can, oh, you can find yes. us on Twitter. Send me anime recommendations. <laughs> yeah, send Damien anime. Well, he hasn't given you enough today. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to send something in, we'll probably read it out. Um, so Always appreciate fan mail. Yeah, oh, we don't. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so thanks well, we for We would listening. appreciate it. And we'll uh, see you next time on the Movie Lab. <laughs>